welcome to another episode of Live Lunch. Lunch. <laughs> we are joined by the wonderful Megan Nicholas, who was responsible for that introduction, which heavily featured my voice. Well, you did it one week, and then I was like, well, I've got to take live lunch and make it happen. <laughs> we are joined on this episode by Megan Nicholas, who used to be a host here, but has left us and is now returned as a guest. Some would say she started at the top and she's worked her way to the bottom. <laughs> No one would say that. It's just me yeah, being silly. Seriously, anyone else? And we also have the wonderful Sophie Spittle Hello. with us. And Sophie asked me to introduce her as my best friend. So we are joined by my best friend on Lie Lunch, uh, Sophie Spittle. Welcome, Sophie. It's good to have you on the show. Sophie, tell us a little bit. What, what do you do, Sophie? Well, question first. Which camera am I looking at? Because I want to sort of... Sophie, there's only one camera. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Um, what do I do? I work for a YouTube channel as a sort of freelance editor, video producer, anything to do with video. Great. Yeah, yeah, that's what I do. It's good to have you with us, Sophie. And of course, we, had, we have the wonderful Matt Carville. We do. So we don't need to introduce Matt because Matt and I host Part the show together. Yeah. But Matt is sitting in the preacher's uh, seat. Yeah, even though I didn't do this message. So Matt, why didn't you do a summary of the preach? Can do, yes. Uh, sorry, yeah, just grab. So we have taken a step out of our current current series, <laughs> which is called The Premise Endures, uh, and because it is our uh, gift campaign, real sort of big giving moments, we've been doing a gift uh, campaign throughout uh, the month of June, where we've been uh, raising money, particularly for church plants that we're involved in, in Belfast and Bath and Krakow. And uh, Neville Jones spoke to us about the parable of the ten uh, minas minas yeah, uh, that's something i learned this week about how to pronounce it and maybe i've still got to learn that because maybe so which I'm one is correct. it <laughs> I've, I've heard well neville did say Minar. sort of mina right mina apparently if you think of the um the yeah. well yeah i was gonna <laughs> say the uh <laughs> the, the muppets uh theme tune thing Mina Mina oh okay Mina, yeah that's the Mina Mina I prefer Nicky Mina yeah okay never mind let's not go with my pronunciation <laughs> Mina anyway so it's um that parable and um, Neville was kind of saying about how it talks about sort of master who goes away and entrusts uh, money, about three months wages it would be to um, uh, different, different people in differing amounts, actually. And um, it's a parable that Jesus told about the kingdom. And it sort of parallels with Jesus' life. And in the parable, it talks about how the, the people didn't want the master and wanted to reject him. And, and Neville was saying that's very much the kind of um, culture that, that we live in, wider culture that we live in, where the authority of Jesus, the kingly rule of Jesus, is not something that people want, not something that people think about. And, and also, I think if, even for us as Christians, we can be feel overwhelmed by what's going on in life and the, the fact that you know Jesus is irrelevant to most people but also just the sort of everyday facts of um, the situation we find ourselves in in terms of finances uncertainty in the world war in Europe and different reasons and we can feel like oh what's the point of investing in the kingdom what's the point of even planting churches so much is going wrong with the world is there much hope you know especially in, in a sort of a European context I suppose 
you know Christianity seems on the decline rather than on the the rise um, but never was so helpfully uh, exhorting us to remember that it's always the time for investment in the kingdom that Jesus kingdom is growing and in a western context we probably don't feel that in the same way that other parts of the world the church is exploding and uh, the the gospel uh, of Jesus that you know and the church that that began 2000 years ago as just a small group of people is now right around the world millions and millions of Christians um, and so having that mindset and particularly that relates to the imminent return of Jesus we don't know when Jesus is coming back but the way that we should think about the kingdom is that ex- being expecting of Jesus to uh, return and part of what faith looks like is to live now with what we have in front of us in a way of expecting if Jesus is coming back like how does that shape how I think about how I use my time how I use my life how I use my finances and actually um, Neville was talking about thinking particularly of our finances mm, that we are managing yeah. on behalf of the master who's coming back to see what we've, we've done with. So I think, I guess the second part of that would be we talk about finances and I know a few of our questions are around money and giving and, you know, questions about should we give if we're in debt, um, why should we give to the church, not the poor, that kind of thing. But before we jump into the question on, on finance, um, would those minas be something other than just money like talents and resource that you've been given and if so somebody listening into this uh, to this episode or somebody listening to the preach uh, how do they work out what those minas are in their life any thoughts on that um, and, so, and, and Megan and Sophie keen to hear your thoughts as well how do you how did you work out what were some of the minas in your life and how you could multiply them yeah well I think time is Time is money is what people say. In the sense that I know that sounds lame, but the the, the point the point is that we can create value uh, whether we're creating money or not. And some people are rich in time and they can do all the amazing things to serve the church. And some people but have no very little money. Um, so I think that's just as important um, as just giving as giving money as giving a time to serve the church. And you can do that through serving on a Sunday, or if you've got a gift that isn't really doesn't fit in necessarily to the framework of the Sunday service then I think and then that's what I've had to do like mm-hmm. I think just I'm more evangelistically like that's my thing I love talking to people about Jesus it's not you can do it on a Sunday with new people but it, for me like to use that steward that well is to use it outside mm-hmm. outside the church and yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> Megan do you want to say anything? Um, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out. I think I think they are separate, like money, talents, time. They are separate things, but they're all gifts from God, and we use them in different ways. And maybe we we lean on one at uh, one time in our life, maybe more than others. And um, I feel like God has given us all one of those three, and there's probably more categories there. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, I think it's it's knowing. Um, at what season to to lean into one more than the other um so yeah i think i think there's definitely been times in my life particularly as a student which doesn't feel that long ago where i felt like i had no money and um and yeah i was still going on a journey of giving and learning how to give in that moment but i also knew that i had a lot more time 
um, and that I could serve in different areas. And so I lent more on that and didn't disregard giving, but like definitely lent on more of what I felt God, God had given me um, and the grace he'd given me for that season. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Just because you haven't got much to give doesn't mean I think that you shouldn't give because, you know, Jesus commended the, the woman who gave of what little she had mm-hmm. monetarily. That can be such a problematic story, that one where yeah. the lady who gave her last two copper coins, yeah. like, oh, if that's in the Bible, then I don't have an excuse. <laughs> the thing that I, I do really, especially with, with you, Megan, and uh, and you as well, Sophie, is that you've, um, you've used the tremendous talents that God's given you as a, as a vocalist, as a video editor, and you've somehow managed to turn that to multiply resource that you've been able to earn and produce through that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't really have a question. I just think it's, it's commendable when, uh, when, when you see people using the skills that they have to, to monetize it and to say, do you know what? This is a much resource that I have. I can go and put these other skills to use. So you do work for the church a uh, couple of days a week, three days a week. But then in the, in the other time that you have, you've, you've found ways to earn more money, which is, which is brilliant. Thank you. Yeah. May I? Yeah, I think when I, um, I, I used to work for the church, but I knew that, again, it would be uh, that God had something for me that was different. And so there's seasons, obviously, when you you can do a, a, a kind of churchy job. Mm. But for most people, they're not doing churchy jobs. Mm. Um, and I think this church, for me, in my life, has been really, really great at sort of pushing this idea that it's not like if you're a worship leader or a preacher like that's a godly job Mm. and it's just like there's always been this kind of insistence that going out into the to the world into the marketplace doing the thing you're doing is is just as 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 godly and and worthwhile in the kingdom and i definitely i definitely say that i got that from this church which is which has been really great and really Mm. releasing because it's because then everyone does have different gifts and some of them you know like are just completely you know the guys that work at kingdom landscapes they're building like gardens and, and walls and, and stuff like that and serving the community so i think that's really good and what i found like the most helpful for me in giving but in everything in my christian life <clears throat> pardon me is to step back and like i don't know if i do this every day but pretty much every day kind of think what is my what is my life for what's it about hmm. because the people around us they could be living like if it, let's say you don't know god you don't believe in him you don't know that you have a necessarily a destiny or a calling or something to work towards you're kind of just like well I'm here I'll try and try and be happy and build something some kind of meaning in my life um and so most people are just kind of looking to be happy and comfortable but for us we actually know that we have a, a calling and something to do and something to build which is the church and the great commission so it's kind of like for me that really helps because it's like we can I can orient everything in my life towards that you know and think what 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 is actually what do I feel like in this season God's calling me to do and then like prioritize that so it's actually really practically helpful I'd say um just going back to what you said Hmm. I think um so reflecting on my own journey I coming into lockdown I pretty much had nothing like I had no jobs and um so Joel and I both creators we came to lockdown it's like how on earth are we gonna get through this and I think um 
just reflecting on that, the importance of community and people seeing things in me. So even like yourself, you know, you saw things in me that I, I could do video editing and um, like other people saying, could you could you come teach? And I think um, community was so important for mm. that where, you know, you might not know what your gifts are and how to make money out of those talents, um, but people might see that and they might see the potential. So I think working that out with other people and asking them, well, what do you see me doing? How can you see me um, making money and doing this for the glory of God um, from the talents that I've got? Superb. We used to have like a business network at Emmanuel or CCK. I think we do. I think we still do. Oh, do we? <laughs> Matt Davis said that up. Oh, great. So how do people link up with the business network? I think it might be on the, um, the, small, the small group page. Okay, well, drop us, if you want to plug into our Emmanuel business community, please get in touch. Um, <coughs> drop me a me drop us a message on wherever you've, however you found this video, um, and we will get back to you with links to connect with people. Yeah, I think now jumping into the whole the whole giving thing. Um, before we start talking about money, well, this is part of money. I was talking to somebody in my small group, but actually a couple of people in, in conversation this week, three people actually. Um, and oh, and, and they, they they talked about how you know we've we we're, as a church we're coming out of two year two and a half years of pandemic. We are also in this incredibly expensive cost of living season in our lives, where mm. you know the prices are people are striking because um, because they want you know the yeah. the the inflation value has gone up more than pay rise yeah. value. Yeah. Um, and so we're, we're facing this financial crunch personally. So our, our finances are being impacted on the day to day, but also even within church life, um, you know, churches have been depleted post the pandemic. And yes, some areas of church have grown, but some areas have shrunk. We're learning structures again. We're rebuilding teams. Uh, there's all of this that's going on in the middle of all of this. Why are we talking about planting churches hundreds of miles away and how do you help people connect with the idea of a we want to give towards planting churches hundreds and thousands of miles away. What would you say to them, Matt? Well, I think, um, I think going back to what church is is really important because when we get saved, it's not just that we have a relationship with Jesus, but Jesus brings us into His family, and the church is the family of God. And I think you go back to the early church and you see that important value and you see that principle of giving and even congregations in one city or one town feeling the need and feeling the, the, the lack of people elsewhere that they had heard about through the apostle. Now they didn't, in that time, they didn't have the technology and communication to even know what was going on, you know, even a few miles down the road because they probably were just... You know, so obviously there were people. Some people would travel, but it wasn't quite the same. But yet, you know, the, the Book of Acts is quite um, clear in pointing that out. That one of the ways in which we outwork our Christian faith is to see uh, others in the church, particularly as brothers and sisters, and to uh, look to you know. It says in Philippians, "Don't look to your own interest, but count others." Mm. You know. Um, to be people you want to want to bless, not just looking to your own interest, but to, to their interest. And so Jesus opens us up to think about it in yeah. that way. So for us here in, in, in our city, yes, we 
how we we outwork that brother and sister in terms of being a church, being in small group in the week, um, and and coming together on Sundays as well. But you know, we we see um, the Belfast Church is not just a, like a franchise of our organisation. <laughs> it's it's our brothers and sisters mm-hmm. who who are wanting to share the gospel, to share this good news that we've all experienced with others as well. And so we 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 think about it in in that way. Mm-hmm. That's really helpful. Really good. That's a really good answer. You sound surprised as if that would be a good answer. <laughs> no, that's really good. Anybody want to add to that? What's, has anything helped you specifically in the stuff that you've heard in this last Sunday, which has helped shape your thinking about why you should give yeah. in this difficult season? Yeah, well, for me, I think the last point that Neville made, which was emphasising that your view of God affects the yep. way that you give all the way you just literally everything in your life through your view of God and um, if you think of him as a harsh you know master then you know you are going to be just scared and just bury yeah. bury your talents bury your money everything um, and I and I personally you know always have struggled with, with this and kind of because you know there are things about God that are worthy of fear and uh, and you know in the Old Testament you know it's, it's quite like hardcore at times and so but that's still God and it's mm. important to reconcile that with God the truth of God's nature mm-hmm. and so for for people yeah that feel like that and can just feel almost paralyzed by the fear of God into not doing anything I'd say for me I really found uh, the book Gentle and Lowly helpful mm-hmm. I know that we talk about it all the time but you know for good reason because it's it's just it's a really good like biblical like way of just showing you the nature of, of the kindness mm. of God and the grace of God without sort of dismissing the other stuff. It's, it, it's not, it's, yeah, it just helped me a lot to, when you, when you can sort of receive that, the kindness of, of God and, mm. and then you kind of respond out of that naturally. And it's so much better than just trying to work it up or doing it out of works or guilt. And that's, yeah. it's such, um, so important right now when I think all of us are feeling our lack <laughs> and so reminders that actually he's compassionate mm. to those who mm. are in that place of, of lack and you know you sort of you know the, the not quite the counter of what I've just said earlier but yes we do see it brothers and sisters and yes it's great to give it's still hard though it's still sacrificial it's still yeah. it's, and it's, it feels like especially I think for all of us going into this this uh this this gift campaign is like oh, another one <laughs> because it's stretching and it's like we it's we'd rather not and it's it's a challenge it's a challenge for us all like we don't i don't want to sort of like skirt over that and think oh you're just being a christian of course you're just gonna give and not even think twice about it like it's it's costly you people haven't made decisions about you know what their food bill is and what the how to you know, are they going to go on a holiday this year and that is the nitty-gritty decisions that you're factoring in this too like i think just off on what you said and oops this is not just a question for matt the, i guess responsibility in giving um a hard other principles that you can draw do you so for instance do you give when you're in debt do you give out of your emergency fund um yeah, what are some of the, the principles that you in some ways it's never easy to give, as you just said, but there's a difference when you're you're not doing your holiday, and when you're saying this is my last hundred pounds in the bank, I'm giving it, and I've got nothing left after that. Um, or this is my emergency fund that I've kept for a rainy day in case something goes goes wrong and we need the money. Um, 
are there any principles in giving that you would say when it comes to being responsible with your giving i think i'll speak to giving in debt as well should you give when you're in debt yeah so i i probably what would say is a headliner that others can chip in i think there are good principles and there are, there is wisdom um and i think but but at the same time um we we shouldn't be too, we shouldn't be abs- we shouldn't see them as absolutes mm-hmm. because i think in the new in the new te- the new testament attitude to giving um is is about freedom is about grace is about god's provision and trust and all those sorts of things so if we're too rigid with a sense of like oh you should never give in this scenario or you should make sure you say like never give out your savings and that sort of thing because you'll hear stories of people to say well actually no i felt god prompted that prompted me to give that Mm -hmm. and in that context is right now at the same time we shouldn't just take those stories and say well that's the principle then okay you know because i think there is a good principle of saving so as i can speak about in in my life so generally yes i would have certain savings that would be that is the priority to save that money and i i wouldn't think of using that to to give secondly i would say um in terms of giving debt i think what we would we would say to people is do not give in a way that increases your debt because you're essentially you're not it's not yours to give if you owe someone money like um, because i mean what neville was saying is about stewarding what we have Mm -hmm. and in in a sense that um you know if we're in debt that's not our money we end up owing someone else more because we gave it away so i think i think i don't think that would be typically sensible wise thing to do However, I know someone could come back and say, well, lots of you have mortgages and that, that is That's a huge what I was thinking. So it's like, do you wait until you've paid off your entire mortgage scheme? Mm. Well, no, because I would, most people uh, have that mortgage and it's a planned expenditure that mm. you have planned yeah. for, yeah. for the however many years it is, decades probably. But then you also make purchasing decisions of the other money as well like yeah. you you know you would probably still go on holiday and you'd probably still buy gifts for people yeah. which you could say well they're not absolutely necessary things to spend money on is that well no but it, that's that's there's in a realm of wisdom and sensible use of money so i think with that so the mortgage aside you're still making those decisions and i think your giving should factor into those yeah. decisions um and yeah i'd say same with the student loan as well you know, yeah, perhaps, yeah. Definitely. Because, as you say, it's like it's factored into everything. You know, every, everything is like, it's, it's there for you to live and you, you do use it for everything. So, um, And you never know that the, the principles of giving in the kingdom of God are like very counterintuitive, yeah. I think. Um, and there's definitely been times that I've given faithfully when I haven't had much and received like way more, mm. like in gifts, like insane amounts like you know I, I used to give when I was a student um, and then someone basically dropped 20 grand to pay for my student loan it's like okay so God is able to provide wow. um, yeah so yeah uh, I guess my my next question would be um, so somebody's become a new Christian or has, has been uh, yeah, it's decided to start giving and they thought, oh, well, I should just give my money to the poor because those are the people that need money. I should give my money to charities that are actually working with the marginalized, mm. the, the people that on in our cities that need money. Why should I give to the church? And how do you hold those two intentions? Do you give to one or the other or do you give to both? Or you, 
Yeah, it's it's tough, and I think this this comes up, you know, uh, you know, a lot, and and it's it's it is a tricky one, you know, and I think you know when we. Again, it was probably felt particularly last time we had the gift day, but this probably time as well in terms of this, this, this situations in the world, uh, you know, like the situation in Ukraine, where you think, oh wow, like that, surely that is the the priority um, to if if we're being generous and being giving. So, yeah, it's I think it's I think it's a it's a it's a tough one, um, but I think. Um, Again, we just need to go back to the scripture, and even, there are th- there are sort of prescriptive things that the the Bible does say about giving, mm. um, but also there's the description. And again, you look in Acts and you see that there was certain offerings that went to the poor, that, but there also there was times uh, of giving laid at the apostles' feet, and in terms of like you're gonna you're gonna we're trusting you as church leaders to steward this in in, the, in a wise way whether that's to give to the widows and orphans those who wouldn't have uh, uh, their own means but also times to to give you know for them to be able to travel to to um uh, share the gospel and that and that's and that that's the thing with you know you say well you know we shouldn't give to the church should give to the poor um you know, just that that playing one off the other. What's more important? The poor, because in one sense you say, well, sharing the gospel—that's what the work of the church is. Yeah. And so you could give to the poor, but then if no one hears the gospel, then that, that's you're, you're helping people in the temporal, but you're not helping people in the eternal. Yeah. So, like, which is more? So it's just unhelpful, I think, to sort of start playing each other off. And I think what we. So what we do as church leaders is we try and okay, these are all things that are important to us, and we want to plan it out and make sure we can be generous in in as many directions as we feel is right. And so that's why we have in the summer we have our gift day that goes towards church planting because we feel that's what something God has called us to do. And if we are just thinking about our own local situation, we would never resource that to match our what we would say is our godly ambition in church planting so we have a summer gift day that goes to church planting we have an autumn gift day that is always focused towards the poor the work that we do with there and not just in a relief sense but in investing into long-term projects investing into people that are going to do ministry in that way for mm. the long term and meeting the needs of the city and that sort of thing um and then and then we also uh, had um a gift day earlier this year that was more focused on the local church investing in people investing in the future and so what we're trying to do is do all those things and, and i think even last gift day uh, we, we sort of talked about that principle of like wanting to abound in every good work like <laughs> there is a lot that god calls us to do and and lots he prompts us to have compassion for different people and we're trying to be wise and be good stewards to to give and be generous in each of those in those directions yeah and christ said you know you will always have the poor with you they're all they're always going to be people you know that need money they mm-hmm. need resources mm-hmm. and that's not to say you should just you know ignore them or whatever but i think you're right in saying that we we could we could end up giving to seeing the most pressing need in society as people being lifted out of poverty uh well not even necessarily pod- poverty because most people in this country don't live below the poverty line even the poor people in this country obviously that's not to write off their the problems they have but mm, the yeah. ultimate problem the most important problem is uh, lack of G- lack of jesus <laughs> and um you know 
Jesus said that I've come to preach good news to the poor. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it, that was his thing. Preach good news, good news to the poor. Like I haven't come to like, you know, lift them into the middle classes or anything. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like I, I don't, I don't mean to sound callous, but I'm just saying. You know, I, th- I think that that is the ultimate. Like if if you step back and look at the big picture, um, more people need to know about Jesus and also being knitted into the church. That is a way of like because we look after each other like I can't I've lost count of the amount of times that people have given me money when I needed it in the church mm. so it's kind of like in a sense like when people join the family of God there's there's also financial provision in, in that mm. do you think that's an overly you know twee way of looking at it <laughs> yes <laughs> I just think I just think yeah we can we can do both which is what you're saying and this church does yeah, do both and, and, and that's and, important and it's a natural thing that some things will particularly uh, strike us and feel particularly important we have a you know particular passion about and that's fine that's mm. good and that's mm. right I think we just got to be careful that we don't think well this is what I think is most important and that needs to apply to everyone else yeah. when you start projecting that on other other people mm. and say what, what we're trying to do is trying to do all the all these things mm. well the poor are important to us church planning is important to us mm. God's called us to do both and we just want to do it well and that's you know this whole thing is about the, stu- the principle of steward the stewardship mm. you know generosity wisdom mm. coming together Brilliant. Last question before we, we run out of time. Um, so somebody joined Emmanuel and they said, great, I'm, I'm convinced by the giving. I want to start giving regularly. I want to start giving X, X percentage every month, which is sacrificial. It comes at a cost. And now, wow, over and above that, you're asking me to give another amount of money. Um, what would you say to them? And how would you help them on that journey of not just giving regularly, but also considering the gift day? And if, if either of you have any other stories, absolutely, please feel free to share. Or something. Um, yes, I think uh, tithing and um, giving, kind of in those uh, special moments of the year, you know, for the gift campaigns, um, they are they are two separate things. I see them as two two separate things, at least. Um, I think tithing is it, for me. I see it as the giving to the ongoing work of the church. Um, whilst you're giving into these special campaigns that are going towards something um, that is, it's, it's, I see it as more intentional, um, if that, if I can use that. Um, so, I mean, for me, like in terms of stewardship, Joel and I would, would you know, tend to put aside um, percentages each month. And then for these gift days, um, we are praying intentionally about how, how much should we give towards that um i'm just trying to reflect on <laughs> on where, where like how we've done it this time um so coming into this gift day um we hadn't planned like i think quite a lot of the time coming into the gift days we don't plan for these gift days and we don't put aside um but then it's asking god okay well actually what would be what would be the figure you want us to give um, and actually, we 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 did give one thing, and then Joel came up to me on Sunday, and um, he was like, "I think we need to give some more." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so then I had to go on that process of, uh, well, this is God's money, and I want to trust that um, that He's spoken to Joel, and you know, as as a married couple, that um, we are one, and He speaks through my husband as well. Um, so yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that. I think it's just the, it's the unplanned nature of it, but mm. trusting that God 
is speaking through those figures that we're giving yeah. and that um, that it's being intentional in those moments. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think very, very quickly, I think the two, two things I would say is one, giving shouldn't be out of compulsion. So to come, someone can yeah. say, well, you're, you're telling us to give more. I was like, well, you, you give what you think is right. I don't know what you're gonna give and it's up, it's up to you. It's like, I'm telling you, giving is a great thing. It's an event, but also it's an adventure with God. Yeah, and I think that's, that's the thing. That's what, that's what we learn. And these, these gift moments are times that is, it's a trust thing. It's a discerning sure. what's, where's God leading us, you know, and it is an adventure. And I think many of the stories come out of that sense of adventure. Um, and so that I would see it in those terms rather than, oh, I have to give a little bit more to it. Well, mm. If you feel like that, mm. and don't give. Yeah. But if you see something in the adventure of this, yeah. then go what you for what you got faithful. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, Megan and Sophie. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been lovely to have you with us. Thanks for joining us on Live Lunch next week. We are back in the Promise Endures. We are indeed. Stephen Dawson will be speaking to us. Oh, and the site leaders. Uh, yeah, I'm, different speakers across different sites, and we are back in uh, Jacob and his many wives and many children. It's going to be a fun-filled <laughs> is, passage. Is this the live lunch we're going to talk about, like open relationships and polygamy? Yeah, let's do that. Great. Join us next time. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.